The following episode can be viewed on the YouTube channel Bernie or Bust Television. Good morning, USA, and welcome to another episode of the Bernie or Bust Show. Stop saying Biden is the most electable. Trump will run rings around him. By Nathan Robinson of The Guardian. Did we learn nothing from 2016? Trump is savagely effective at destroying establishment politicians. And Biden would lose. Biden will lose. Here is the info. Poll, Sanders surging, Warren lagging in Iowa, New Hampshire. Senator Bernard Sanders of Vermont starts 2020 with his best standing yet in the tight Democratic primary for president, enjoying a first-place tie with former Vice President Joseph R. Biden and Pete Buttigieg in Iowa and a slight edge on the field in New Hampshire, according to a poll released Sunday. He increased six points in New Hampshire uh, from last time, and so his biggest surge is there, and Elizabeth Warren's biggest drop is there. So... I think we're seeing a, a sea change in the way things are going to develop in the opening states. Here's Crystal Ball from The Hill Rising to explain some of the information from the crosstabs. Now, as in other polls, there's also good news in the crosstabs for Sanders as well, which finds his supporters to be both the most committed and the most enthusiastic. In New Hampshire, about half of Bernie supporters say that they are definitely backing him, while only 15% say the same about Biden. Now, that says to me that Biden is one major misstep or poor showing in Iowa away from losing most of his Granite State support. And once again, it's clear why his voters are with him. It's not because they like his ideas or are excited by his candidacy. It's because they believe he is the most electable. The sure bet in a risky time. 53% of New Hampshire primary voters describe Biden as safe. Only 16% of voters say the same about Warren and about Sanders. So are they right? If your goal is just to beat Trump, should Biden be your guy? Well, in a new op-ed for The Guardian, friend of the show, Nathan Robinson, answers that question with a resounding hell no. Comparing him to the failed HRC, Robinson writes that, like Hillary, Biden will be easily portrayed by Trump as a corrupt, corrupt swamp creature. He's been in Washington since the age of 30, representing Delaware, the capital of corporate America. He's infamous for his connections to the credit card industry, and he has lied about his degree of support for the Iraq War. What's more, new numbers in this CBS poll reveal just how challenging it will be for Biden to excite and turn out the voters that he will need to defeat Trump, whose base is nothing if not energized. So check this out. This one number really says it all. In New Hampshire, only 8% of Democratic primary voters describe Biden as exciting. 8%. Remember, this is an important state, not just for the primary, but also for the general. Hillary very narrowly beat Trump there by fewer than 3,000 votes. So how are you going to beat him this time around when even the Democrats aren't excited about you? Now, I do have some questions like, who are those 8%? I mean, seriously, I know plenty of suck it up and vote Joe voters, but none who are actually affirmatively excited. But more to the point, we've been down this road before, people. If we run another candidate who even Democrats find dull, we will lose. Who likes Joe Biden? We had that, uh, what was her name? Mel. We kept calling her Mel. Melissa... Uh, some German-sounding name. Here's that piece I was trying to remember that describes enthusiastic support for Joe Biden. 
Who are Joe Biden's supporters? One op-ed writer accidentally breaks it down by Russell Dublar. Melissa Henneberger was the person I wanted to make fun of with Russell. And so Joe Biden is my Harvard, not my safety school. He really is my favorite 2020 Democrat. So then Russell goes along and pokes fun at her for being so damn aristocratic, elitist, and out of touch. I hope you get a chance to watch this episode of the Bernie or Bush show, episode 180. Who the fuck are these people keeping Joe Biden at the top of the polls? And then read the article itself from Due Dissidents. It is worth your time. We know who likes Joe Biden. Rich assholes for Biden. That's where I got in trouble calling people who support Joe Biden rich assholes. But his wife apparently doesn't feel the same way. Keep in mind, right now, Biden is garnering 25% support in the Granite State. So even his own supporters are just grudgingly backing Joe because the media has told them if they don't eat their establishment corporate Democrat vegetables, then we'll be doomed to four more years of Trump. Go ahead, Dr. Jill, make your case. I know that not all of you are committed to my husband. Um, <laughs> and I respect that. Your candidate might be better on, I don't know, health care than oh, Joe. Maybe, is. maybe. But you've got to look at who's going to win this election. Oh, we are. And maybe you have to swallow a little bit and say, okay, I sort of personally like so-and-so better. But your bottom line so -and -so. has to be that we have to be Who is so-and-so, Jill? I'm here with the greatest news, everyone. You don't have to eat your vegetables, especially since those vegetables tend to end up backing wars and prioritizing credit card companies over the working class. There's nothing nutritious about that. If voters aren't excited about Biden now, they're never going to be excited about Biden. It's not like they just need to get to know him a little bit better. And if voters aren't excited about the Democratic nominee, then all the people who stayed home the last time are just going to stay home again. All the African-Americans in Michigan who chose not to participate as an act of rebellion against a devastating step status quo, they're going to do that again. All the new... The, speaking of Michigan, the, the voters in Michigan who backed Obama, many were African-American and many are disgruntled because nothing got better. And and then combine that with the, the white Michigan voters who also voted for Obama, who are also disgusted because the jobs didn't come back. They're, they're going to say hell no to any establishment Democrat, no matter if they're pink or purple, or if they wear pink or purple. Young voters who could be engaged in lifelong political participation will instead find some other uses of their energy. All of those swing state voters who cast ballots and left the top of the ticket blank will once again decide to abstain from presidential voting. One more thing here, bitter- Why doesn't she say and many of them will vote directly for Donald Trump, especially in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. Many of the white voters who are disgruntled will not only not vote for your corporate candidate, they will vote directly for Donald Trump, thus giving them two bites at the apple. That's devastating. And I don't know why people aren't talking about those voters. Hillary supporters and bankrupt establishment types love to whine about how Bernie's not a Democrat. Well, guess why he's first in New Hampshire right now? It's because he's winning independents who appreciate that he's not going to just kowtow to the powers that be because he happens to be on Team Blue. And again, many of those voters will vote directly for Donald Trump. We keep missing that. 
Every time some dumb pundit tells you that Bernie can't win because independents won't back him, kindly shove this poll in their face. You're right. Bernie's not a Democrat, and that, frankly, is probably his greatest selling point. Why do you think he does so well with the young voters who are so disgusted with the failures and corruption of both parties? Their willful lack of self-awareness is stunning. All of the evidence you need to know that Biden is likely to get eaten alive by Trump is right there before us. 8% enthusiasm, 15% commitment to him, abysmal numbers with young voters. For decades, pundits have been force-feeding candidates like Biden to Democratic primary voters. Al Gore is electable. John Kerry's electable. (laughs) Hillary Clinton's electable. Just like Biden, voters came to see them as the safe choice. In fact, there is nothing safe about uninspiring candidates. Democrats are not excited about Joe, and I can promise you the rest of the country won't be either. That's what you need to know. Stop saying Biden is the most electable. Supporters of Joe Biden are unlikely to be persuaded by most of the common criticisms. They know he can be rambling and unintelligible. They know his record is unimpressive and that he doesn't really have policy proposals. None of this matters, though, because to them he has the most important quality of all. He can beat Donald Trump. Nothing you can say about the former vice president's record, platform, or mental state matters next to the argument that he is the best hope Democrats have of getting Trump out of office. There's just one problem. It's a myth. It's a myth, just as it was a myth that Hillary Clinton was a good candidate against Trump. Biden is not, in fact, the pragmatic choice. He would not beat Trump. He would lose. And we must say this over and over again. Forget his flubs. Forget his finger nibbling. Oh, I thought that was cute. Biden would be crushed by Trump. If you want Trump out of office, don't support Biden. Last time round, Clinton supporters lived in a strange kind of denial. Anyone could see she had unique vulnerabilities Trump could exploit. She was a Wall Street candidate, and he was running to drain the swamp. She was under investigation by the FBI, and his pitch was that Washington was corrupt. She had supported the catastrophic Iraq War, and he portrayed himself as an outsider opponent of those wars. (laughs) Trump could run to her left and make criticisms she would be unable to respond to because they were accurate. Clinton's attempts to attack Trump as an out-of-touch, reckless, billionaire sex criminal would fail because Trump would point out that she herself was out-of-touch, bought by billionaires, and had an unrepentant, alleged sex criminal as her husband and chief campaign surrogate. Wow. Joe Biden will face many of the same problems. He has been in Washington since the age of 30, representing Delaware, the capital of corporate America. He is infamous for his connections to the credit card industry, and he has lied about his degree of support for the Iraq War. Even Matthew Iglesias of Vox calls Biden the Hillary Clinton of 2020 for his corporate ties and war support. It is worth remembering what being the Hillary Clinton of anything means in an election against Trump. Consider the Ukraine scandal, which is far worse for Biden electorally than usually acknowledged. Democrats have made this the centerpiece of their impeachment case against Trump, setting aside Trump's most consequential crimes in order to focus on the charge that Trump tried to force the Ukrainian government to investigate Joe and Hunter Biden. For Democrats, the scandal is clear-cut. 
Trump was abusing the power of his office to damage a political rival, and they believe that the American people will agree and will be disturbed by Trump's unethical behavior. They insist there was no evidence that Joe Biden did anything wrong and that Trump and his associates have been unfairly trying to smear Biden. Democrats who think this way are walking into a buzzsaw. Let us recall Hunter Biden was paid up to $50,000 a month by Ukrainian oil company. Officially, the chief Ukrainian prosecutor had an open investigation into that company. Joe Biden bragged about pressuring Ukraine to fire that prosecutor, which they did. Hunter Biden says he told his father about his position in Ukraine and Joe Biden did not ask him to step down. Joe Biden contradicts his son's story, saying they never discussed Hunter Biden's work in Ukraine. One of them is not telling the truth. Defenders of the Bidens like to point out that the prosecutor was fired for reasons that had absolutely nothing to do with Hunter Biden. In fact, there was widespread pressure to fire the prosecutor because he wasn't doing enough on corruption investigations, and there was a consensus among experts that this was the case. Biden's actions had absolutely nothing to do with his son, and it is ridiculous to suggest that they did. All this is true, but the important question is, does it sound good? And the answer is no, it sounds terrible. One reason Democrats are bad at politics is that they concern themselves too much with facts and not enough with impressions. With Clinton's emails scandal, they tried to show Clinton had not technically violated the law, but having Barack Obama's FBI actively investigating Clinton for possible criminal wrongdoing looked terrible, regardless of the facts. Left-leaning journalists and pundits love to fact-check Trump as if proving that he has lied is in itself persuasive. But 2016 should have showed us how powerless debunking is next to optics. If you have a Democratic candidate who looks really corrupt, it doesn't matter if they're not. People don't trust the press and they don't trust politicians. I hope he's not trying to argue here that Hillary was not corrupt. Not really, really corrupt. But I digress. Imagine Biden running against Trump. Trump will run ads like this over and over and over. Let's see what this is. Joe Biden promised Ukraine a billion dollars if they fired the prosecutor investigating his son's company. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. Got fired. But when President Trump asks Ukraine to investigate corruption, the Democrats want to impeach him, and their media lapdogs fall in line. They lost the election. Now they want to steal this one. Don't let them. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. Imagine Biden running against Trump. Trump will run ads like this over and over. Good luck responding. Remember that time you have to spend defending yourself against Trump's accusations is time not spent talking about issues that affect people's lives. And Biden has already shown little interest in drawing people's attention to the areas where Democrats should run strong against Trump, such as health care, taxation, working conditions, and the climate crisis. His slogan is no malarkey. But since Biden himself is a longtime spewer of malarkey, Trump will successfully paint Biden as a hypocrite. Biden's central case is that he is not Trump and that he will return the country to virtuousness. 
And decency. Woo. But if Biden doesn't actually look virtuous and decent, because he isn't, the argument that he has made for himself collapses completely. Biden does have some strengths against Trump that Clinton did not. We mock his rambling and tendency for gaffes and perversion, but these do mean he never sounds like a scripted politician. Clinton was criticized as robotic and focus-grouped. Biden is anything but focus-grouped. Whatever pops into his head comes out of his mouth. At the same time, compared to Trump, Biden has no money, no voter enthusiasm, no organization, no agenda, no real argument for himself. Ask yourself, how likely is such a candidate to win? Is such a person really the one you want to run against Trump? Look at the enthusiasm Trump gets at his rallies. It is real. Trump has fans and they're highly motivated. How motivated are Biden's fans? Is Biden going to fill stadiums? Are people going to crisscross the country knocking on doors for him? Say what you want about Clinton, but there were some truly committed Clinton fans and she had a powerful base of support. By comparison, Biden looks weak and Trump is savagely effective at preying on and destroying establishment politicians. Complicated fact checks that attempt to explain the nuances of the Ukrainian criminal prosecution system will not help Biden. People's already limited enthusiasm for Biden will further wane and Trump will point to his strong economy and job creation as evidence Obama and Biden were weak failures. Biden will look tired and irrelevant and possibly forget why he is even running in the first place. Trump will be reelected comfortably. If there are Biden supporters in your life, you need to have serious conversations with them. Do not dwell on things that do not matter to them, like Biden's record on busing or his latest nonsensical comment. Instead, keep the focus on the main argument that is sustaining his campaign, the idea that he is the best candidate to beat Trump. He isn't. His electability is a myth, and when we look honestly at the facts, we can see that Biden is actually a dangerously poor candidate to run. Nathan Robinson is the editor of Current Affairs and a Guardian U.S. columnist. He is the author of the new book, Why You Should Be a Socialist, St. Martin's Publishing Group. So here's something new to tell your Biden-supporting friends. I've already told them that they're all assholes, but maybe you can even do them one better. You can say that they're assholes who don't understand that unless they pull their heads out of their asses, we're going to try to elect somebody who is even less electable than Hillary Clinton. Tell them to put that in their pipes and smoke it. Keep on burning. The preceding episode can be viewed on the YouTube channel, Bernie or Bust Television.